Hello and welcome to the Oh Dear Podcast. My name is Christian Duran, Senior Vice President of the Oh Dear Podcast, Oh Dear Nation, Oh Dear Limited, Oh Dear Weekly, and all subsidiaries there in 42 Witch with me, as always, on the one podcast where we talk about the things that would make your mother clutch her pearls and yell, Oh Dear, are my co-hosts. Brett Rabel and Nick Whitmer. Yeah, well, yeah, boo. <laughs> Hello, baby. <laughs> <There's> some sounds. <laughs> um, we were talking just before, so let's continue this. I was saying that um, if you're an artist, because Valentine's Day just passed, and if you're an artist, like a musician or whatever, like you should just pick a holiday and write any song, just write a song about the holiday because it'll get played every year on that day. Yeah. Cause like, I remember when uh, Outkast came out with Valentine's day from the uh, love below album and it's like happy Valentine's day. And now it just gets played in commercials. I always thought it was like a weird, terrible song, honestly. And now it's just like, it's Valentine's day. So somebody's like some very uh, bored, and uh, unimaginative <laughs> advertising <laughs> executive <laughs> just picks that song and then plays on it. And then Andre 3000 gets royalties forever. So I was saying, <laughs> just pick a holiday and like make a thing. Yeah, um, it's, uh, it's funny because like the more minor the holiday gets, like the funnier it is. Like, it, like we were talking about a Memorial Day song. Yeah, like, oh. <laughs> like, like to totally like did not even aware of what Memorial Day stands for. Just like a yeah. American Memorial Day's anthem type song. Yeah. And um, then, then, uh, Memorial Day, I'm gonna grill. I'm gonna drink beer. I'm gonna whatever it is. <laughs> you could do it for every, t- and then that's a Walmart commercial every Memorial Day leading up to it. Yeah. To, to remember to go buy charcoal and shit for your yeah. grill and and um. Yeah, and then we were joking about uh, like a Gary Marshall movie about Memorial Day, <laughs> or even better, Juneteenth. <laughs> but it, it's like a it's like a white Upper West Side rom com with like Meg Ryan, and <laughs> it's about Juneteenth. Yeah, but it's just about her finding love for Juneteenth. But there's only like one black guy in it for like two minutes. <laughs> just two white guys. It's it's like Meg Ryan, and she's like, I gotta find love by Juneteenth, and she looks like Adele in that one picture <laughs> where she has cornrows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meg Ryan, Sandra Bullock, <laughs> and Colin Hanks. <laughs> Colin Hanks is like a perfect person to be in that. Oh, he is. I know. It's like he's the guy. He's just famous enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's just famous enough to be the fourth listed in the trailer. Yeah, and it, he's also enough of a draw for like rom-com exactly. fans to like, oh, Colin Hanks is in. <laughs> it's so weird that he's Tom Hanks' son. And yeah. He's, like – uh, it's so weird. Like he's not like Denzel Washington's son is like people don't know that that's Denzel Washington's son sometimes. Yeah. Colin Hanks. Son, people know that it's Colin Hanks, but also like they know that it's they know Colin Hanks in a weird way. Right. Like, oh, that's the guy from King Kong. <laughs> like, yeah. He's weirdly in such a weird middle zone of like fame and like good actor. It's, he's a good actor. He is. I think he's a yeah. good actor. I think so too. He does. I mean, he was great in that Juneteenth movie. 
<laughs> where he seduces Meg, Meg Ryan and convinces her to yeah. get cornrows for Juneteenth. Um, this this Juneteenth, the real freedom is love. <laughs> <laughs> we got to make this parody sketch, guys. It's we really got to do a parody. We got to do a parody sketch of this. It'd be so this, funny. <laughs> this Juneteenth, emancipate your heart. Oh man, that's perfect. A movie that 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 slogan they would get in no trouble pre two thousand ten. First off, even in that time period, Americans, I feel like Juneteenth is a modern thing to know about. I'm not saying it hasn't existed, but I'm saying it has entered the yeah. pop culture consciousness. I feel like it's just became a, it just officially became a federal holiday as yeah. of like last year. Yeah, it was right. like George Floyd happened, and then the next year, I believe, they started celebrating Juneteenth. George Floyd, George Floyd was Memorial Day. Was that July? I think it was like Memorial Day holiday, something Memorial like that. Memorial Day yeah. weekend, and then that June, they started celebrating Juneteenth after all the the um, outrage and stuff. Mm. So and we could make a Memorial Day movie too, and it's yeah. um, it's a white girl who met who meets another white guy at a. BLM rally, and it's just about them. <laughs> like, I love the idea of just like we're both radicals or whatever. Both, and there's just no black people in the movie, yeah. and it's just about them. They just have, it's a rom com, just one completely inappropriate scene about a riot. Like, <laughs> just it's like totally not cool. Um, yeah. The Juneteenth movie is like they just keep constantly asking their black friends for advice. <laughs> That's the only black people in the movie. <laughs> oh God, it should be a movie. It's done. We got to get in. Chet Hanks, of course, has to be in the Juneteenth movie as like yeah. oh one of God. those. One of as, those like as the black friend. <laughs> <laughs> His Jamaican accent. Oh man, this has to get made now, man. <laughs> you got to reach out with your heart, dude. Can we make? We have to make this as a sketch. Do we know anybody who can do these impressions? Wagwan. <laughs> oh my god. What the bum look like you doing here? Go to the airport and follow her. <laughs> <laughs> and then Colin Hanks looks at him and says, um, "Thanks, Chet Hanks. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that." Man, talk about a trope that also is no longer allowed. Like yeah. the, the whole airport thing. Yeah. The whole. I would love if they remade a rom com and someone says "fuck it" and sprints through TSA, <laughs> and and now they have like twenty five TSA members chasing after yeah. them. And dogs, <laughs> right? And, and dogs and everything. Yeah, that's such a thing. Like that that happened very recently in a uh, "This Is Us" episode. Is that what it's called? This is yeah, "This Is Us," where one of the characters is like trying to rush home, and he just like that show is basically like long monologue after long monologue of like sappy whatever you know. So it's like every like every fifteen minutes, one of the characters stands up and makes like a monologue that's you know emotional and everything. <clears throat> So this dude's at the airport and he's like making a speech to the TSA lady about how he needs to go to see his get to see the birth of his children and this that and the other. 
And then like the next scene, he's just at the hospital. I'm like, that worked. <laughs> like, <laughs> you kidding me? You know, like, you know how many times I've tried appealing to uh, American Airlines attendant card, yeah. and it doesn't matter. They always, they always, whenever you try and appeal to like the humanity of a worker, sometimes some of them love that the their power overrides any amount of humanity they might want to extend to, even when it's yeah. tiny shit. Even when it's yeah. like, forget like that, you know, it's like a dramatic. Yeah, I almost like, wasn't allowed on an airplane because my name on the passport, the the, the way that was printed out, the, my middle initial was touching the end of my first name. So they're like, my name is Nicholas J. Whitmer. And they're like, what's new? Your name is not Nicholas J. Like, why is there a J? Like, they thought that I was a different guy. I found another guy named Nicholas Whitmer who had a J at the end, a silent J, I guess, at the end of Nicholas. And I stole his identity to try to fly out. Or Like, I'm like, are you out of your minds? I was like, it's my middle initial. That's either And they're like, well, why is it? Why is it at the end of your your first name? I'm like, I don't know. I didn't make that. It just printed out that way. You think I like I cobbled together my boarding pass? Spelling it that way with the J at the end, one word with the J at the end is like either from Denmark or that's a good DJ. <laughs> Nicholas J. Nicholas J. <laughs> they, yeah. It happened to me when I was in a coffee shop, uh, like last week. Uh, I I went to go work, and uh, I went up to the front, and I do sometimes do this thing in coffee shops where I don't want coffee or tea or anything. So I just literally will say, "Hey, can I just put a couple dollars into the tip jar and just sit here and work? I don't want anything, but you know, uh, yeah." I'll be, uh, I'd rather you get the money than, right. and the, uh, you know, the attendant goes, oh, sure. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Of course. And I said, thank you. So I worked for about 15, 20 minutes and then I was like, okay, I need the Wi-Fi." So I go back up and I go, Hey, um, do you mind telling me the Wi-Fi?" And she goes, oh, sorry. That's only for paying customers. And I was like, dude. <laughs> I was like, I literally said, like, you're not gonna make me take my two dollars out of the tip jar <laughs> to then use it on a coffee, are you? Because I'm literally right here. Yeah. And she just played the. I'm sorry. I really wish I could. Yeah. But um, you can you know. though. <laughs> I, I think yeah, it's exactly. I was like, you absolutely can. Yeah. I was more bemused than anything. I was like, you totally can. No one will know. Um, she said, uh, no, it's just not going to be able to, you know, I, if it was my place, I would, but, (laughs) and then I, I, and then I just laughed and sat down and was like, okay, you know what? Then I won't use it for two hours and I'll work. Um, so it's like, I almost spitefully worked on other things. (laughs) I spitefully didn't get done when I needed to get done because of the principle of, I can't believe you. I can't believe I, yeah. I was tempted to take my money out of the tip jar so that I could then use it on a coffee and be like, you did this to yourself. You know what? So dumb. <laughs> just like, you know what, lady, what you just did helped me write two scripts. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, like, it's like you, we had this same, something similar. Um, it's like what Brett, it's like, we went to Chipotle and Brett like always tries to talk to the guy to like give them more stuff in his burrito. 
Because he's yeah. just like, what? He's like, what do you? Your CEO's not standing behind you. Like, no one's gonna know if you gave me a little more chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, why are these people who make twelve dollars an hour so protective over the shitty business that doesn't care about them? That and that's something that. Um, Actually, my, my brother Jordan and I were talking about yesterday. He goes, Brett, you're a very good negotiator on shit that barely matters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like, because he's, and he actually cited the Chipotle example. He said, yeah. he was like, because you're always trying to get, like, take Chipotle, you're always trying to get a little more, but I'll always do it in like a fun way. Right. Where you, I'll just be like, yo, come on, like, you know, like, don't be afraid to hook it up. <laughs> As if it's like, it's totally in our best interest between the two of us for me to get more barbacoa. <laughs> and it, it sometimes will work. If you just say that, people will not want to, they'll not want to deal with any amount of slight confrontation that comes from not giving yeah. a little hookup. So they actually will slightly hook it up. Yeah. It always works. It always works. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I've made right. at least $2.75 worth of chicken over the years. <laughs> <laughs> well, the worst is like if you're working there and then Brett's like, hey, can I get like just a little more chicken? You hook them up and then you realize you ran out of chicken for the next person and it's going to be like five minutes. <laughs> Like shit. <laughs> There's Damn a line it. behind me of fifteen yeah. people. That's the that's the person who tells you no. The person's like, I've been burned before. I ain't gonna do it again. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because like they're sitting there being stingy with their uh, like their chicken or whatever, but it, literally their stock is trading at almost sixteen hundred dollars a share. I'm like, how? That's so surprising to me. Like, I know it's a successful business, but like for it to be that successful. I was like, damn, I almost bought some, I was going to go buy Chipotle stock like a year ago to be like, or I don't know how long ago, but very recently within six to eight months, I was thinking it's probably like, I don't know, 200 bucks a share, share, maybe, maybe like 150, just my guess of everything. And I go on and it's like $1,600. I'm like, what are you like <laughs> serious? Jesus, dude. <laughs> I mean, they sell a lot of, you have to, it's like, cause they're not a diversified <clears throat> business but it's weird because it just says i just saw this update too on their financial news it says see chipotle just opened their three thousandth store doesn't that kind of not sound like a lot for it to be like that much the stock to be that high like only three thousand stores i mean like they would all have to be like they would all have to be like crazy money makers like like profit margins and like insane for it to be worth that much right well here's the thing um there's I would say the the one with the most stores ever is isn't Subway, right? So I think Chipotle, so, yeah. Chipotle has three thousand stores, to put it in perspective. Chipotle has three thousand stores, Subway has forty four thousand seven hundred and fifty. Yeah. <clears throat> Jim, right. Jimmy John's has twenty seven hundred. Yeah. What so the fuck? It's kind of not a lot. But then if you go to so so yeah, and then if you go to Subway stock, let's look what that that fucking child molesting stock is at. <laughs> oh my gosh, they're oh, they're not oh, they're, they're they're not a public company. They're not. I mean, wow, how is that insane? How is that possible? Yeah, uh, I, I, I guess unless they're underneath of another name, and I don't know the 
The no wonder they got away with all the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no wonder Jared got away for so long. <laughs> it's so great that Michael Phelps and Jared both faced the same punishment for their re- respective crimes. <laughs> they took away their subway sash. Yeah, <laughs> <They> disgraced. <laughs> one guy had one hit from a bong after winning forty-eight gold medals, <laughs> and uh, the other guy did something less bad. Um, <laughs> no, no, equally oh, bad. Dear. Come on, equally. Sorry, yeah, equally, equally bad. Equal. They're equally equal crimes. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm Subway is the ultimate. It's it's the ultimate filler meal. It's the ultimate. Yeah. Uh, it's like the most perfectly uninspired thing to eat of yeah. all food. Whitmer, you're a food expert. Truly, yes. like Subway is the ultimate, like, I don't know if anyone's ever cracked a smile from eating at Subway. <laughs> it's a, it's a place you know where I mean? like, yeah, yeah it, it like, to me, it immediately became obsolete when I moved to New York. Cause if you live in the suburbs, it's not like there's a whole bunch of delis around, you know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> there might be like one in your town or whatever, but if you live in the city, like on the corner of every street's a bodega and there's, you know a new york hero loaf which is like a perfect piece of bread and then they just use boar's head meat which is better than anything subway serves yeah so like i just don't really see the point of a subway if you live in a city because i mean what are the chances that subway is even close but i guess the 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 one thing subway has which i'll give it credit for is that if you're doing any type of diet and you're trying to and you're going out and you have to go out to eat somewhere it's the best place for one to have a reasonably healthy meal, but also to, to know like the calories of fucking everything. Like they have the calories of like, if you add tomato on your sandwich, right. <laughs> you know, like if you add this on your sandwich, it's that like it's down. So like, if you're really trying to lose weight, it's actually, it's actually really good for that. But the, the proteins have no flavor. Like if you get a Turkey sandwich, a chicken sandwich, a steak sandwich, they all taste the same. It just tastes like the toppings and the sauce. It all tastes like, yeah. you know, lettuce, tomato, you know, some cucumber and some spicy mayonnaise. Like you're just eating the top. Like you might as well get no protein and just get a <laughs> topping sandwich because it's the, the the it offers no flavor. Like there's zero flavor. And then if you look at like the chicken that comes out, it's like this weirdly shaped. Like no, it's like they blend together chicken in a big industrial blender and then shape it into patties. That's and then they I'm paint sure grill marks. Yeah. yeah, they right. paint grill marks on it. I'm like, yeah, that saw a grill. Right, you're right. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it's just like non-existent. It's just terrible food. It's so bad. Yeah, that's uh, the food at Burger King came pre-grill marked when I, I remember when I worked there. It's like, oh shit, did it? I think. Uh, well, they have <laughs> that's, the that's disappointing because they do broil the burgers. Because they do they, broil the burger, but if I I can remember some stuff like. Just feeling like, yeah, the grill marks are just decoration. (laughs) (laughs) Cosmetic grill marks. The funny thing is, is like they're not – I mean it makes perfect sense because – they don't have like a charcoal grill in the back of every Burger yeah, King right? where they're keeping the fire going and then putting it on the slats to get the grill marks. And then you right. then you scoop the burger and then you put it down again so you get the crosshatch. Like, no, like that's not happening in any yeah. Burger King. So uh, I, did you ever see that movie? I don't think a lot of people did. It's called Fast Food Nation. 
I don't think um, so. Uh, was it, uh, it? That wasn't Morgan Spurlock, was it? No, that uh, it was like a, a movie. It was a Richard Linklater movie. It's like a fictional movie based off a book. Um, no. I guess I should say dramatic movie based off a book. But like Greg Kinnear plays like a um, a guy who works at like an unnamed fast food place, which everybody like if you read about it, it's supposedly like Burger King. But it's talking about that, about how they have like they put fake grill marks on it. And they like he puts like uh, they put liquid smoke on the burgers so that it like they has that taste but without having to do it but it's like at, at one point he goes oh this liquid smoke he's like oh it smells good and tastes good it makes it taste like smoky flavor he's like is it safe though i mean they're like nah. <laughs> <laughs> i have no clue and uh yeah so it's, it's basically about that it wasn't a great movie at all um but it was basically just kind of about that would you say yeah, it's it weird? Was, something called liquid smoke is not a naturally existing thing. <laughs> how did you how did you get that other yeah. state of matter in the form of the other state of matter? <laughs> you know the stuff you're not supposed to breathe in? Well we concentrated it. <laughs> it's a liquid. <laughs> would you say it's a pretty good movie, Christian? I would not actually. I would say it's a little lower than pretty good. Mm. It's like, eh. <laughs> is it typical link link later, which is like very loose, if that makes sense? Like not a yeah, hard narrative, not mean, a hard yeah. narrative kind of like drifting. Kind of, kind of, because it focuses on it tries to do the thing of like separate stories that are about things. It's like this is the migrant family that walked across the border to work in America, and now they're working at Burger King. This is the executive who works at the Burger King who sets their wages. Uh-huh. This is the farmer who make, who sells the meat. Like It's all like that and intertwined and not very good. Right. Yeah, those that that's such a genre of movie the like, aren't we all like, look at how everyone's a little interconnected. Dude, yeah, dude, man. I was actually watching one of those movies last night. It's called 21 Grams. It's actually a really good version of that movie, but I, what, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh my God, this is like the greatest movie I ever saw. Last night I was watching, I was like, I mean, yeah, it's, there's, it's really good, but the performances were great, but it, uh, it does do that thing of like, this is the lady whose family was killed, like, I'm going to spoil it, but uh, Naomi Watts' family gets killed and Sean Penn needs a heart mm-hmm. or lung. And then her husband gets Sean Penn's – I'm sorry. Uh, Sean Penn gets her husband's heart. So then they start hooking up. And then the person that uh, – wait, 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 wait. wait, Sean Penn, in this movie, this dude got the heart. Oh, but that guy died. Right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I hear, dude. I for a moment I interpreted it as sorry. this: this man gave Sean Penn his heart. Like yeah. for some reason in my head, I was like, "You can live." And then Sean Penn, and then and then Sean Penn starts fucking his wife even after that. And I'm like, Thanks, buddy. "Are you taking everything from this fucking guy?" Sorry, I didn't explain that well. There's three main characters: Benicio del Toro, Naomi Watts, and Sean Penn. Sean Penn needs a heart. Uh, Benicio del Toro is an out uh, like a recovering alcoholic i believe he gets he dr- has like two beers and drives like intoxicated runs over naomi watts's family and then her husband dies and they give the heart to sean penn sean penn hooks starts hooking up with naomi watts because he wanted to meet her because he felt guilty and then sean penn and her 
devised this plan to go kill Benicio del Toro out of revenge. And so oh. it's like, oh, it's all connected, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they should make that on one of those movies, and that's what it should be called. It's all connected, man. <laughs> With that other one about the fast food thing is like you could just tell that that's some like I don't know, like this guy who's like I'm gonna write the next, I'm gonna be the next Upton Sinclair, I'm gonna write the next Jungle, I'm gonna yeah. expose fast food, man. And it's well, like, dude, fast food has been exposed, and we still eat it. Like, no, no one gives a fuck, dude. It's true because like the last scene of the movie is like it's all leading up to like them going to a farm and you watch like actual animals get slaughtered like <laughs> real animals like you just go like okay and with dramatic music in the background and you're like all right i'm gonna go get a burger now uh and you didn't <laughs> change me whatsoever um, right <laughs> i don't know it, it's like the the hogs and stuff all the pigs and 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 the uh, cattle are getting slaughtered and then it just cuts to the executive and he's going yes yes beautiful beautiful money <laughs> i wish somebody would make a movie like that where the characters are like that cartoon over the top yeah beautiful beautiful money <laughs> but what about our principles principles don't make profits <laughs> <Don't turn. laughs> <laughs> yeah uh even that whatever that movie is there has to be a female lady scientist even if yeah. it's like kind of not a sciencey movie but and she, she has to be she's the conscience she warns the business guy like this meat is not good for people to eat well can you hide the results of the study? <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be unethical i'll pay you more beautiful money <laughs> Don't you like cars? <laughs> or your family's, like, your yeah, mother's yeah. sick in the hospital. I can pay your bills. <laughs> All right. You're a single mother trying to get your kid to college. Well, guess who's the board of the scholarship program? <laughs> I can get a kid a full ride. Oh, man. I can get him a full ride and he'll get a good job. And then he'll make beautiful, beautiful money. <laughs> many. Uh... Or you can say no and he'll die. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. Bad, bad writing. So good. It's so good. Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask, because I was thinking about it. Do you guys remember the first time you went to Chipotle ever? Wow. Yeah, I read a bit about it. <laughs> oh, really? oh, yeah. I had that joke for a while, yeah. Uh, you loved it, didn't you, Wit? No, I didn't like it. At first. I mean, I like it now for what it is. Like, the, I understand the context better and, and for – it's undeniably amazing quality food for fast food. You right. know, like it, to walk into a place and get something in like 10 minutes yeah. and how high of quality the ingredients are and how good it tastes is actually for the prices. It's, it, it is expensive, but it's not like crazy expensive, I guess. Um, it sounds like real quick. It sounds like Whitmer's apologizing for like an old. Tweet. <laughs> He's like, after doing, after educating myself on Chipotle, yeah. I went through a personal journey. <laughs> after this journey, work. yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing the work. work. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be si- I'm gonna let the others speak while I be silent. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, man. but. 
but like it's super like it's i don't know it, it's like you everything like that my my beef with the place no pun intended uh is everything about it um really is uh just like any corporate endeavor just sucks the soul out of everything so like my whole joke was like I live in like a. I lived in when I wrote this bit. I lived in Mexican neighborhoods. So it's like I live in a Mexican neighborhood. It's like I can go get a real burrito from a real Mexican who literally left his homeland to come here to make burritos and like try to make it in life. And like they don't even charge extra for guacamole. But like, meanwhile, you go to Chipotle and it just goes through an assembly line of people who like everybody has a like one person puts lettuce on it, the other person puts chicken, and it just goes through this whole human <laughs> assembly line. And I'm just, you know, like that, that, that's, you know, that's the beef that I have had with that. It's like, but that's not really fair to put on Chipotle because every single, you know, every single fast food or corporate thing is just sucks the soul of it. And that's what corporate chains do. Like they, there's no, it's like, if you go into Starbucks, like they have like the, the blackboards that look like it's chalk, but it's not chalk. It's <laughs> yeah. painted on. <laughs> yeah, It's like they're so just trying to do all the things like, oh, we had a chalkboard at the original Starbucks. So wouldn't it be cool to have a chalkboard? And then they're like, yeah, but then someone there has to write all the shit. So why don't we paint yeah. chalk on it? It'll look just like, like that's every corporation is like, no, we'll just reverse engineer it and make it into something like that's similar. And it just you walk in and everything's phony and sanitary and you know, sanitized or whatever and just watered down and shitty. That's, but that's a good metaphor for how, you know, corporations can do even like fast food is like, it's like the painting on chalk is like, that's, that's also what they do with like chicken. Right. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it simulates chicken, but it's not fully chicken. My favorite line in your Chipotle joke is the, they use like one person, one person puts on rice, one person puts on beans, one person puts on meat, and then it, it's like, and after all that, it co- your burrito cost $15. Like, yeah, because you paid seven people to make one burrito. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that was like a brilliant line. <laughs> I forgot that was a punchline. <laughs> you paid yeah. seven people to make one. Yeah, you got all that labor, dude. <laughs> Rick, I remember you punting a chicken in the bit. Right, because that's another thing. So um, I feel like this is inside the actor's studio. Tell us about the punted chicken. Um, yeah, because like it literally like I lived in Sunset Park in Brooklyn and that neighborhood is, is that's gone through its own version of like gentrification or whatever. But when I first moved there, there was a Chinatown that literally like felt like you were in Vietnam. There'd be like a goat in the street and you'd be like, what the fuck is that? Like, but there was all these like chicken shops and like, you could literally just buy a live chicken and butcher it yourself. And like, like that's what people were doing. Cause that's what they're accustomed to doing. So it's like, like, I forget why I was comparing and try. It's like the chicken at Chipotle versus the chicken in my neighborhood is like, some dude just killed it in his bathtub and made it, you know, like, it's like (laughs) nothing's fresher than that. Like, classic classic old bit from big rig. Yeah. Bring it back. No. (laughs) Um, the, uh, I have one thing we, we could talk about as far as, uh, light experiences I recently went through. Sure. Beautiful. Let's do it. You guys know, as I've told you before, I live in this this uh, house for for free. By the um, way, I I just call it a compound. It really is. 
And uh, and I, I forget I said it this time. I was like, I was at Brett's compound, and someone was like, Brett is a compound. And I, <laughs> and I was just yeah, like, me and Joe oh, Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> it's anyway. it's our inward safe havens. <laughs> it's a joke, but um. That's so funny. Yeah, it it feels that way. The old uh, the fuddle duddle compound. But um, so this house. So I've actually never met the owner. I had never uh-huh. met the owner until last night. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I I know of the guy. He's a fella named Joe, and I pretty much knew nothing about him. Like even uh, even my roommate, who's uh, the one who works with him directly uh, has not really told me too much about him. And so last night I did get to meet him. And the reason I did is because um, one of the other places, apparently the toilet kept running. Like, you know, when toilets, like, you don't like jiggle the handle and they just right. constantly. Apparently one of them was doing that. And uh, my roommate didn't necessarily think of doing anything. I mean, I get it because that's happened in places before. Right. Water bill ends up being like twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, and so he gets a call from the owner Joe, and Joe is like, "Yo, what the fuck? What the hell?" And uh, my roomie's like, "Oh shit, I know what it is." <laughs> um, and so we, you know, to make things right, we uh, were going to. He was going to go bring him the money. And so he needed a ride because this uh, Joe lives South Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And we had planned – our plan was like, yeah, I'll drive you so you don't have to like bike freaking 90 minutes or whatever. Yeah. I'll drive you and you make the handoff. But we were like, I shouldn't meet him because he may have forgot about me. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where it's better for him to forget about me. Right. And just like, I didn't even know, oh, that, then, hey, this like random comedian lives there, remember? And he's like, oh, fuck, yeah, get him out of there. Yeah. Um, so, but when we got to the place, it was in like south, like the southernmost part of Brooklyn. I don't know what it's called, like, like near Bay, the water. Bay Ridge or something? Yeah, like Bay Ridge. And dude, like, when we were, it felt like a movie. Like when we were driving there, it felt like if my roommate and I, Jacques, had a TV show, this would be an episode. <laughs> Meeting the dawn. And, <laughs> you know, and it was just like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm like. And we, so when we were in the car, we had parked and Jacques was like, dude, you should meet him. Like, you got to just like meet him. <laughs> and I was like, my heart was beating. I was like, dude, I can't, I don't know, man. I don't want to be. And he's like, just trust me. You just got to meet him. And I'm like, okay. So we walk into like the scene from Boogie Nights. He's wearing a robe and there's a Chinese kid <laughs> throwing firecrackers. <laughs> it was a version of that, man. First off, his, you walk into the the real estate. It it just says Joseph Real Estate, um, and uh, I, and I changed the name for the record, right? Um, yeah. um, and the room, it was like stepping into a different time period. Everything mm-hmm. was it was the seventies. 
Like wow. it was all wood paneling. There were, I mean, maybe not said all of the computers on the desks. There was tons of them. They were all like 1995 Dells. Like <laughs> remember that color of computer that was like yeah. that, like gray, gray tan, yeah. tan gray, the big they, cubed boxes on the back. They, of the yeah, monitor. there was like <laughs> there was like 15 of 20 of those wood it's paneling. Like- Huh? It's like the computer from Lost. You got to put a code in every. <laughs> they would have that like classic black screen with the white yeah, font. Green. Yeah. The, the green font. And uh, so he, we get in, he buzzes us in and he's on the phone in his office. But the way it's framed is you can't see his face because his big computer screen covers his face yeah. and i just see a hand do this like the one second hand <laughs> above the computer yeah. and i'm like that is like so cinematic to just see yeah. a finger he's on the phone and i hear i'm going you know he said something like the mansion claws cost twelve thousand dollars that was the sentence i heard the mansion claws cost twelve thousand dollars and then at, the, at this point i have to pee really badly and, and the office is all dimly lit. It's all dimly lit. He's the only one in there. And um, I walk to, you know, where the bathroom is. And I'm walking over and I'm about to enter the bathroom. And then I just hear, and I went, what the fuck? And there was a parrot cage uh, <laughs> of a covered up parrot. It was a covered up parrot. And I was like, it made me jump because of foreign noise. And it's a, there's a parrot under there. So I pee, whatever, and um, and then we uh, finally he gets off the phone and we walk into his office and oh my god, I just did my bro- <laughs> sorry huh? he takes the go parrot. <laughs> takes the parrot. <laughs> you come back from the bathroom, the parrot's on his like wrist, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> exquisite birds, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> and the parrot's like telling him shit about him. He has a small dick. <laughs> <laughs> I <I'm> pee. <laughs> You're like, hey, parrot, what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, real quick. I just wanted to ask yeah. you, you probably said this, but what, no, time, please. what time of day was this? Uh, about 8 p.m. No, 8 okay. All right. This yeah, so it's dark ominous. out. Yeah. Exactly. Very important detail that I left out. working at 8.30 with a parrot. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. It's, it, yeah, so 8 p.m., everything's dark out. His office is dimly lit, and we finally walk in, and I remember just being like, remember everything you see on the walls because it just felt like it was out of a movie. First off, he had a calendar on the walls that was from 2015. He just hadn't, (laughs) he just hadn't replaced it. God, you know what this place is? This is a place where mobsters have that, that job thing where they get paid to be their no show jobs. Yeah, (laughs) It's like literally like they, each mafia Don has like a desk in that place that hasn't been sat at since 2015. And they're just collecting (laughs) a fucking paycheck. That's I, I think it has something to do with that. It's, it's, you know, I think it's like Jewish mob and by, by the way, one great story. My roommate told me about him. This man is Jewish, right? And uh, my roommate is also Jewish. They're different types. Easy. Of- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. And and I think uh, Jacques one day was like, uh, you know, what? this might, you know, connect with him on a Jewish level. It was like a, a, he was going to run an errand for him, and he uh, Jacques was like, oh, happy uh, happy Shabbat. 
And he had the most Jewish response to being wished a happy Jewish holiday. He he literally said, yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like he was like, yeah, who cares? Let's do the business yeah. thing. Yeah. He's like, you try to ingratiate yourself with me. It was such a great. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. It's like, oh, my God, that's a perfect line. Um, so I'm in the office and all this, everything is old. I, I look at one article he has on the walls. It's an op-ed he wrote in the paper about having to evict the tenant who hadn't paid rent in 10 months. And, um, and you know, Jacques and him, and he's like, Jacques, he's very friendly. I, I, Jacques goes, Hey, meet Brett. You got to meet Brett. Uh, it's my roommate. And I, I, I shake his hand. I'm ready to be like, so thankful. Like, you know, like, yo, thank you for letting me live there. Like, yeah. Almost like, dude, you're like letting me pursue my dreams. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't ever got a chance to, cause he just goes, yeah, nice to meet you. What is this? Your bodyguard? Um, <laughs> and, he's already thinking you're there to shake him down and like, yeah. cross him. <laughs> I mean, he's obviously telling jokes. Like he's, yeah. he's an old, he's an older gentleman. And when I, when I saw him, cause the situation we have is so brittle, like at any moment yeah. it could be taken away. This really right. fortunate fairy tale of a, of a living situation And the only thing in my head, I was like, the only way this could be taken away is if this man dies. Uh, He's an older guy. And I was just like, he's either going to live another 200 years or he's going to live for (laughs) three more months. And um, so he says, is this your bodyguard? And we laugh about that. Uh, It was like everything he said, he had so many good zingers. Yeah. Um, and finally, we're, you know, we're about to leave. They do their business. You know, we apologize for the water thing. And and in the car, we were like, maybe he'll maybe he'll be fine with like, you know, twelve hundred bucks is a lot of money. And this guy owns so many apartments. Maybe we'll get there yeah. and he'll be like, ah, just give me a whatever. And Jacques goes, all right, here it all is. Hands him the envelope and goes, he just goes, great. Thanks. Not for a second did he walk oh, yeah. on. Yeah, he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. "Yep, thank you." And there's um, a couple more zingers to take home with you. And, this is uh, so. These <laughs> are the these are the good zingers. So we're about to leave, and uh, Jacques goes, "Oh, is it if I uh, use your?" Oh my God! Another detail. Sorry, this is so sporadically not narratively told, <laughs> but when we're leaving, another person he has buzzed in to enter, and that woman is on the phone. He has buzzed in. So now it's 8 p.m. He's already got – he held us he, on the phone. Then we come to our business. Now he already has someone – another fucking engagement. I'm like, Jesus. And uh, when that person's on the phone, I hear them say casting, casting director. Like I, I'm trying to get the right person for this part. They're on the phone saying that. They're a woman and they're like yeah. – probably like 30s or something. And I go to Jacques. I go, hey, man, I want to talk to this woman because of the play. <laughs> And Jacques goes, all right, I'll stall. I'll go use the bathroom. Jacques says uh, toward the end, back toward the desk, and we can no longer see his face, you know, behind the screen. He goes, hey, uh, you know, Joe, is there if I uh, use your bathroom? And Joe goes, yeah, just don't leave the toilet running for a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. amazing. Amazing line. Amazing line. line. <laughs> now, there's, now, she's still on the phone. He's doing his whatever. I'm just milling about and i'm like so i'm like i guess i should just break make some chit chat and so i said like oh hey 
that's like a cool parrot. I can't even see it because it's under blankets. Yeah. That's a cool parrot you got. Um, and uh, he first detail he says about the parrot, it's so cinematic to me. I go, cool parrot. And he goes, yeah, uh, she's been here 40 years. And in my head, I'm like, of course the parrot has been alive for 40 years. He goes, they can live to be 100, you know. And I said, I did not know that. What's his name? And he said, Henry Henry. Okay. And I said, Henry? And he goes, no, Henry Henry. <laughs> the parrot's name is Henry Henry. I learned from Jacques outside that his other gopher is named Henry. Henry. So he named <laughs> so now he has a like his when I say go for like just other odd jobber. Yeah. And so he has a Henry and the parrot is Henry Henry. And That's to so me funny. it's like it's like such like a fucking character from like yeah. Uh what says the Cohen brothers, like a right, Cohen yeah. movie of like all of these details felt so cinematic. Now we're as we're leaving and we installed just enough time, woman gets off the phone and I just stop her before she goes with that business and i say hey i heard you mention casting uh i'm actually like working producing a play right now i would love your contact info and maybe we could i might need your services and so yeah she gives me her card we chit chat for 30 seconds and if this relationship ends up mattering in my life it will feel like such a movie on how we met. <laughs> and then that's how I met. Yeah, that's so funny. Uh, um, so that was our uh, – yeah, that was our, our – By the way, Brad, I think if he – if the guy died, like you said, in the next three months or whatever, I feel like you could probably live there for a long time before anybody got wise to it. <laughs> I feel – like I've, There's I a comedian – do you, no, no. Is that what you're going to say, Christian? No, no, go, go, go. Yeah, there's a comedian named Scott Sharp who has a really hilarious bit about how – like he signed a lease with this guy and it was, a, I think it, it was, I don't know. I don't know all the details, but I, from what I remember from the joke, it was basically like the guy signed a lease with him. And then the next month was in the papers because he was murdered. And, and it was like, the guy was involved with like crime somehow or some sort of embezzlement something like that. Yeah. So like the guy who they're supposed to send rent to doesn't exist anymore. So they just Ooh. didn't pay rent. And yeah. then no one has ever like at one point, like the company that I guess the rental company is like, Hey, are you guys ever going to pay rent? And they're like, Nope. And they're like, okay, well, if you change your mind, let us know. Like, <laughs> like for whatever the reason, the, the circumstances, they're just living rent free and there's nothing they can do about it. So it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You guys, are you going to pay rent? Uh, why? <laughs> yeah, let me voluntarily lose money. Yeah, yeah. it's something about that. Like, that's so funny. That guy, so like, that guy sounds like such a character that if he dies, I feel like he would leave you in the will. Like after meeting you once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like no, he's gonna pissed at you. <laughs> he's gonna leave the house to Henry Henry, and then the yeah. your landlord is a fucking parrot who's gonna live yeah. the, another sixty years. <laughs> Now that's a sitcom. <laughs> Called Henry Henry. <laughs> oh, Henry Henry. <laughs> but it was such a it was such an episode in the and we you know my roommate and I felt like in the in the sitcom of our you know lives yeah. this was an episode. Yeah, this was sure. an episode meeting the Don going. 
feeling like I stepped into another time. In my head, I literally stored it as a location. I was like, if I ever, for whatever reason, need to film anything that's in like the 70s or 80, this is the spot. Don't change right. a thing. The fucking, I walk in and even his sign on his wall, that's, it's giant letters across, it's like uh, the whole third 40, giant letters that says Joseph Real Estate, except there was no L. And he hadn't bothered to replace that there was no L. So it's a Joseph re-estate. And, and you could kind of see where the L had been at one yeah. point. And but why it's like nothing has changed about this place for 40 years, even the parrot. And he has no incentive to. And it just made me laugh, too, because you would walk in and you'd go, man, this place is about to go under. Probably not. Yeah. I bet that guy is like. 30 play. I don't know the number, but I bet he's doing absolutely wonderful because he he many places. That's a personality trait. He's got enough money to let you live there for free. So he's doing fine. Yeah. Yeah. And and enough enough money to be like, no, you're going to give me that $1,200 because (laughs) that's the mindset. It's like there's a type of mindset of people who are loaded who never show it because – like it's they almost feel like it's a waste to spend the money they're like <laughs> back check okay um i was just telling wit on the it's just funny that like whenever you're on a zoom call and then somebody has like oh let me share my screen or needs to pull something up they always do like a little song for everybody else <laughs> waiting where they're just like and so um let me see this. This is not what I want. Um, <laughs> how come I'm not? Okay, there Let's it is. Let's <laughs> click on this. Just do an- oh, anything man. to keep the silence from being awkward. So I'm going to just. All right, there we go. We're there clicked we go. in. Right, like, cool. It's like, come on. Uh, Oh man, you want to hear a moment uh, a old boss of mine had that got him in like kind of trouble, but not really trouble because you know he's super super rich. But it was one of those instances of like equipment not working, and this is when I worked at Now This, yeah. and uh, the uh, head of the company Group Nine Media was uh, fuck it, I'll just say his name. It doesn't matter. His name was Ben Lear, and. His dad was Ken Lear, who in Ken Lear is worth over, I believe, a hundred and some million dollars. He co-founded Huffington Post, among other things. So he is loaded to the gills. And his son is now running this media company, and he is also loaded to the gills. And equipment wasn't working. I only said to set up that, like, this is such a tone deaf thing to say. His equipment wasn't working, like the laptop, whatever thing. Yeah. And uh, he... Um, with like the whole office watching goes, Oh, this thing is so ghetto. <laughs> and, and you can see why some people complained yeah. on the staff yeah. that you, I, I was just like, God, what a, yeah. like what a un- emotionally unintelligent and generally I think more wealthier cloistered, like, you know, I, low key thing to not be aware. Like, dude, don't call something feel, ghetto if it's like. Well, I feel shitty. like I don't have to say that or ask this, but he he wasn't black, right? 
Okay. No, no, he's a white guy. Very white. Yeah, yeah. It, it's different. There's a different timbre. Yeah. To, Sometimes, but that yes. word got really popular at one point. Right, like people yeah. would just say that. And I almost feel like not to, you know, to defend the millionaire rich guy, but some, sometimes no, it's like, not, no, some, but sometimes it's, words just like the context loses the, you lose the context of it because of popular usage. So people just say that's ghetto, that's ghetto, that's ghetto. And you're like, oh, that means that's shitty. So then you start saying it to mean that's shitty. And then you forget that, oh, to call something ghetto that's shitty implies that people who live in ghettos are shitty. Oh, yeah, that's not okay to say. But, you know, I can just almost just see how that's just like a word that gets lost in it. Like the It's a form of, yeah. And by the way, wait, you have a very ghetto act. But it's a form of... <laughs> um, my my special is going to be very ghetto. Of, <laughs> it's so ghetto, dude. <laughs> But it is a form of going like in front of a whole company. Yeah. Not a good look. Uh, not and, a good you know, look. Not a great thing to do. And it's a form of calling it. He might as well have been like, God, this freaking dongle is so good. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a form of that. It's, it's a yeah, form of that. It really like, is. Uh, a word that has like, you know, larger connotations. Using it in a corporate meeting is like, you should know better. Yeah. You should know yeah. better. It's not a huge dramatic thing. Like I don't, I'm not like fuck him forever, because yeah. you know it's. How old is he? Not great. Uh, he's probably like at the time was like early mid thirties, and I mm. yeah, uh, mid thirties. Yeah, or something. I mean, yeah, I think that's like a nineties kind of thing. Like it was very nineties to say ghetto. Like late nineties would be like, oh, this is ghetto. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's, that's a weird one. That's a weird one because it. Could I just think of- like. Yeah, sorry. You go ahead, Chris. No, it's just it's kind of innocuous, but it is like mm, it's more cringy. It's, yes, <laughs> it's more cringy right. than anything. To so be like, wow, that's really yeah. outdated. That's like, um, you know, like. Be, be you ever like get saying, stuck like, saying a word? This dongle's like a jive ass turkey. Like it's so, <laughs> <laughs> like it's so old. <laughs> That, but that would be uh, fucking hilarious. Yeah, this we gotta bring jive ass turkey back. Yeah, this dongle's <laughs> a real troublemaker asking for its rights. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, stuff, do you ever get a word though, like a word choice that you start saying when you're younger, stuck in your head or whatever? Like when I was in high school, what everybody said was, "Dude, that's tight. That's yeah. tight." And like I, it took me almost 10 years post high school to stop saying tight because yeah. it just gets programmed into your brain. So I'm sitting here, I'm like 29 years old and I'm like, I don't know, fucking, yeah, that's tight. And like, what yeah. are you doing, dude? Like, <laughs> like no one, why am I still talking like this? So like that guy could have just been like in the 2002 mode of himself, you know, just yeah. saying, no, oh, that shit's ghetto, bro. And then <clears throat> I use it. I, I use it ironically at work. Like, but I, but you know, if you don't know me and like on Slack, yeah. it doesn't come off as ironic. So it just sounds like I'm yeah. really tight, tight. <laughs> Cause I use it for like, somebody's like, Hey, can I get that? You know, uh, Photoshop file. I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Right, tight. I'll have that to you today. Tight, tight. tight. <laughs> and they're like, what a loser. Oh, <laughs> uh, that really, that really is. That's the early 2000s slang for sure. <laughs> So anyway, we gotta we gotta wrap this up, fellas. Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. Where are you guys gonna be? Where are you guys gonna see? Oh, dog, dude, dog. Uh, my special will be out. I'm, I'm tentatively 
well, I'm not going to give it a tentative date because it could be wrong. I'm going to, I have a goal in mind, but I'm thinking, I'm hoping towards the end of March, my special will be out. Ooh, wow. So for, for that type of information to find out where that is, just go follow me on Instagram, uh, Nick underscore Whitmer. Uh, I think the biggest thing to promote out of this land is, uh, keep an eye out for the Kickstarter for race, the movie, the yes. play. Uh, it'll be out soon. We did a read through and, and it was so funny. I, oh, it's yeah. really funny. Oh, oh man. I got to say one thing on the record and I know this is the part where people probably tuned out, but okay. I got to say one thing on the record. Me and Christians, is that okay if I say one minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. We have time. Yeah. Me and Christian, that all I want, because I, I read the part for one of the two leads, and I, I feel like I'm like Kendall Roy, and Christian is Logan Roy from Succession, <laughs> in that all I want is for Christian to tell me I'm doing a good job. <laughs> and. I, I'll be honest. I don't technically think he has. Here's, I swear to God. I swear to God. I literally, every time I've been like, dude, I'll be Wyatt. Christian's almost like, ah, yeah, I guess we have to do that. And, and, and I, I literally feel like when I'm like, I did the part, I feel like I did a good job. And we're on the phone talking like, oh, what'd you think of it? It went great. And then, um, I said, which was true, one of the actors who came and read said a nice thing to me. He goes, Brett, you did a great job acting. And I said that story to Christian, hoping Christian would say, you did do a great job, Brett. And I literally think Christian went, yeah, it was great. Everybody was great. And I was... I remember going, can a brother get just a God. and but this is this is this is how Christian pushes me. He knows. He knows if he withholds all praise forever, I'll keep Man. pushing myself to do good. You know, work. it's but I just you know, it's like if it, it, one of you grew up without a dad and if you just heard that story, you'd be like, Oh, it's Brett. Brett grew up without a dad. <laughs> so true. After the but it was Christian. <laughs> after the read through i said ladies and gentlemen the first fucking thing brett's ever done right <laughs> oh man that's a good place to end anyway that's so funny anyway brett did a great job he's fantastic oh only only publicly on air i see yeah um no, it's great. Yeah, uh, it's look all out fun. for the Kickstarter because that's going to be yes. The please donate to the on. Kickstarter. This play has potential to be like the fucking funniest thing in years to hit New York City. So let's do it. All right. All right. Uh, so keep like, an eye. share, subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Peace. Bye.